Hey, y'all, and welcome to Mother Tougher. I'm Lindsay, just your average mama who likes to keep it real. So let's get into the complicated, the hilarious, and the downright hard as we tackle being a tougher mother. Hey, and welcome back. So this week is going to be a touchier subject. Um, I like to mix things in that are a little fun and hilarious, and hopefully I can do so in a topic such as this one. So this is about anxiety and not just anxiety. We are going to be talking about pushing through our anxiety. Now, I am not a therapist or anything like that. I go to therapy, but I am in no way, um saying that the things that I've used is going to work for anybody. So I just wanted to start that off. Um, So let's just jump right in. So I want to talk about the biggest mom anxieties I have. And I know that these two are probably ranked pretty top for a lot of mamas out there, a lot of parents just in general. And that's not being able to protect my kids and not setting a good example. So when it comes to protection of kids, this can mean from anywhere, from being able to protect them from what they're watching um, to whenever they're with friends or when we send them off into adulthood. So one of the things, I haven't sent any kids off into adulthood yet. But I do um, send my middle stepdaughter to her mother's house and I feel like I can't protect her there. That's just a stepmom thing. Um, When I send my kids to school, I never know what's going to happen, especially with everything going on in the world now. I just feel there's constantly things going on. Um, My kids have been bullied even dropping my son off at daycare um, is hard because I still have this anxiety of even though these people are trained to watch our kids and we're entrusting them with the protection of our kids, we, I think, I can't say we all feel this way, but I feel that no one can protect my kids the way that I can. And I think that causes um, a lot of anxiety in us that we're relinquishing our protector role to someone else. And I think the only way that I really get through it is just keeping myself busy. And then it's one of those things that whenever I pick my kids up or whenever I see them when I come home is a sigh of relief that everything's okay but we still can't protect them from everything. Um, the bullying, it just happens. It's, it's one of those things we have to kind of talk to our kids about what that means. We have to prepare them with how to handle certain situations. Um, this even comes from, I've recently had to deal with a situation where 
an adult was present, but my child was not protected when she was being bullied by multiple people. And to find that out later on, and then during the investigation process of all of this, she was then again not protected, even though the administration had told me that they were going to do so. So those were one of those things where I was like, okay, I'm not leaving it up to the school and the administration anymore. I'm going to go and be mama bear and go pick her up and pull her out of school. And that's what I did. Um, But when it comes to social media and with friends and things like that, I feel the protection there is their feelings because friendships um, can be a little tumultuous, especially in the middle school, high school years with teenagers, um, all the hormones involved. And then there's rumors that go around about kids, unfortunately. And then social media, there's cyberbullying now that really wasn't much of a thing whenever um, I was growing up. So there's so many aspects um, that we have to protect our kids in today that maybe just even 10 years ago wasn't as big of a thing. So really just teaching our kids what could happen. I think being open about it. I think having an open door policy from the beginning so that if something's happening, um, it will reduce your anxiety because you have a relationship that the kids are going to come to you um, during those harder situations. And I think that helps reduce my anxiety because I know when my kids are having issues with boys or friends or girls or whatever they're having, um, that they can come and sit and we can talk about it. And I'm also one of those that always tell them, do you want the honest answer? So, um, trying to be honest about that. And I think that reduces my anxiety when it comes to the protection of my kids. And then it also helps whenever I feel like I'm not setting a good example, but when they come to me for things, I'm reassured that I am. But it's one of those things that I'm always going to feel like I'm not setting the best example. So one of the things that I try to do to reduce that anxiety of being that role model, being that good example in their life is that whenever I mess up, I'm going to fess up to that mess up. I'm going to go to them and tell them just like I would a friend, just like I would anybody else. I'm going to have, I'm going to respect them like I would anybody else. When you mess up, you go to that person, you talk it out you hear their side of things, they hear your side of things, and you come to a compromise, even if that compromise is agreeing to disagree. So I still have that anxiety, though, that I'm not setting the best example, because I still do yell. I still do things in anger, and in the moment, um, impulsively, that um, I really need to work on. And so that's one of those things that causes me anxiety. But then when I'm seeing my kids 
practicing what I'm really trying to instill in them um, and really trying to role model for them, I think that reduces um, my anxiety that much more. I think it all comes back to uh, being open with your kids. I actually recently just watched a TikTok um, of someone talking about overprotective parents and that it is so annoying to the child to have an overprotective parent because they're like, my parents always up in my business and um, I don't want them in my business. I don't want them fighting my battles for me, blah, blah, blah. But what it circles around to is that those kids that don't have that level of protection are wishing that they did. They're wishing that they had that overprotection because even though I'm not helicoptering my parents, my kids, helicoptering my kids, but I am going to be a little bit overly protective with them because I want to make sure that when they enter adulthood and when they're no longer in our home where I can physically protect them is that I've instilled enough in them to be able to protect themselves and to be good citizens. So I think that's just anxiety I have. I'm always so scared of something happening to my kids. There's more grave things that comes into play when it comes to the protection of our kids, but those are kind of like the things that are always there. Um, I don't think that those really severe ideas of horrible things that could happen to our kids are something that just go away. I think that is just worrying. Um, and I think I have to just remind myself when those really bad ones do creep up, I have to kind of tell myself, okay, they're doing this. This is fine. I kind of have to come up with a narrative in my mind to kind of push that down. Of how I deal with anxiety. So a few things. I go to therapy. I have generalized anxiety disorder. I've also been diagnosed in the past with social phobia. So I have, even though I work a face-to-face job with people, that's how I push through my social phobia. But I do um, fear large groups of people. It makes me really nervous. It makes my um, anxiety really, really heightened. So I go to therapy. I love therapy. I love the downloading part of therapy. And I love the, um, being able to work through things. And sometimes my therapist isn't even saying too much, but it's like these key little questions he'll say that will make me kind of rethink, and train myself to rethink um, what I'm having anxiety about, what my stress is, what my worry is, um, what my anger is. Because one of the things that my anxiety does, and, and a lot of people's do, is that your anxiety comes out in anger. Um, another 
thing of how I deal is going numb. And it kind of sounds bad. And this is something that I've talked about in therapy too. And it's funny because I was talking to my sister the other day and we she does the same thing. When we feel like our anxiety and stress is way too high and our emotions are so heightened that we are not going able going to be able to function in our role, whatever role that may be, mother role, um, manager role, employee role, whatever that role is, if we don't feel like we're going to be able to function well in that role, we go numb to whatever is causing us like anger, severe emotions, the anxiety, um, a lot of stress. We kind of numb that part out and block it out so that we can just function in the role. So sometimes this may sound bad, but sometimes when my anxiety is heightened with one of my kids because of something they're doing is so, so upsetting to me, I have to turn that part off. And it's not that I don't care. It's that I can't care in that moment because I need to be able to properly process and handle everything else going on around it. And so sometimes there's certain parts of us that have to shut down. Like when I'm at work, I have to take emotion out of my job. Because if I didn't with working with the public, I'd be constantly stressed like a freaking hot mess. Because you got to be crazy anyway to be working with the public. So um, anybody who has a job in the public, y'all know you have to be legit certifiable crazy um, to work face to face with people every day. And um, so I have to emotionally shut down. And unfortunately, I do that at home as well. But I feel like in order for me to be able to function in all areas of my mom role, um, my parent role in this home as a wife too, I, I have to shut certain parts off sometimes because otherwise it is going to bleed over into areas it shouldn't and come out as more anger and it already the anger already seeps through here and there so the more I shut something off um the more capable I am of just being able to function because sometimes it's it's almost like an instinct to me now that um, things have to be shut down. I have to shut it down um, because it, I'm feeling too much. It's almost like I'm on emotional overload. So I have to power down because if I don't power down, I'm going to short circuit, <laughs> I guess is the best way to say it. Like I'm not technology savvy, so please don't come for me in the proper terminology for that. But that's what I have to do. I feel like I'm going to short circuit. I'm going to have a meltdown. I'm going to have a panic attack if I continue to let myself feel. So I have to shut it off. And if that means shutting off part of a relationship, that's what I got to do to function and to be able to function in my household. 
Um, and I've had to do that in relationships. I've had to do that in friendships. I've had to do that, um, with family and, um, probably not the best way to handle things, but it's almost instinctual at this point. And it's, it's funny that my sister does the exact same thing. Um, so that's something that we were talking about and she uses a lot professionally as well. And that's where I mainly use it, but it does, um, have to happen at home too. Sometimes we go through really, really hard times and we just mentally can't handle it. And if we want to be able to function for everybody, then we've got to shut some things down and, um, we will slowly work through those things and therapy and with your go-to people. My go-to people are my mom and my best friend. Um, another way of how I deal is venting, getting advice. Um, they're really good about getting, giving me constructive criticism. So having that um, core group of friends that are really going to listen and not just be a yes man but put you in your place when you need to be put in your place and um give you advice and allow you to bounce ideas off of them and allow you to explain how you're feeling because sometimes um your partner is going through the same thing especially with our kids your partner's going through the same thing. And so sometimes talking to them, they feel as if they're taking on your stress and they've already got it too. So reaching out outside of um, your marriage, I don't think is a bad thing, but definitely go to people you trust. Your go-to people, I have two go-to people that I go to. And then therapy to learn some um, really good coping skills. I think therapy is an amazing thing um, because things get hard, things get dirty, things, I mean, the world is tough as it is. And as a stepmom myself and a bio mom and a wife and um, dealing with family members with mental illness and things like that, it's definitely not easy to navigate through and you really need those um support system that neutral support system like a therapist um a more emotionally invested support system like my mom and my friend so what are some of your biggest anxieties I want y'all to write them down because this is what I did to get in preparation of um, this episode is I listed out my biggest mom anxieties and I need to do this for my basic anxieties too and I listed out another issue that I have that I'll probably talk about later on which is perfectionism and OCD but I'm not going to get into that today. I wanted to really focus on anxieties as a mom. And then I want you to list out how you currently deal with those anxieties. Now, not with your children, not with your husband. I want you to list out what you do for yourself. 
because this is your anxiety. So you need to be listing things out that you're dealing with. Not, well, I have these conversations with my kids. No, no, no. That's what you're doing as a mom. But what are you doing for yourself when it comes to your anxiety? And then I want to you to list out some goals of how you're going to do better in lessening your anxiety or not even that, just being able to cope with it in a better way. And my number one was developing new coping skills. <laughs> um, I, I have been using basically the same coping skills since I was in my late teens, early 20s. And I'm a mom now. I'm a stepmom and I'm a wife. So what worked then by being able to go home to nobody? Um, no, I'm always surrounded by myself. So I need to come up with some new coping skills that are going to allow me to still do my everyday functioning as a parent, as a wife, as a manager. Um, so I really, I know I need to develop some new coping skills. And some of the ones I have are still great. Um, I know I need some me time. I need to decompress. Um, I need to have like 30 minutes to an hour if I can by myself, even if that means I have to wait till nine o'clock to do it when everybody's in bed. My husband needs the same thing. So a lot of times at nine o'clock, I'll be upstairs in our room alone and he'll go downstairs by himself and we'll kind of have our decompression time. And then we go to bed at 10. So that's one thing. One new one. It's the one I've done before, but in a new way. But I definitely need to develop some other coping skills. I think too, writing things down helps. I'm a list person. So um, that's always been one. So I think though, I need to do it in a new format. I think I need to... Um, list out things like do brain dumping. If y'all haven't heard of brain dumping, it's just whenever you take a piece of paper and you just dump a bunch of stuff out. And um, I I really enjoy that. I do it for work. A brain dump for things I need to do for work. A brain dump for things I need to do with my family. I and I think um this is something I've talked to my therapist too is doing a brain dump for my emotions. And then the other thing is not allowing my anxiety to turn into anger. So that's another goal of mine because a lot of times anxiety does turn into anger because we're so irritable that we're losing control that we tend to lash out. So that's one of the things that goes back to the coping skills. How am I going to cope with this? Because normally if you have these really strong coping skills, you're going to be able to reduce the anxiety, which is going to reduce the anger, which is going to reduce the likelihood of you lashing out. So these kind of all go hand in hand. And then um, one of mine, for me personally, is being more open when I'm numb. So a lot of times when I've kind of numbed myself out from certain emotions, I tend to close myself off to people. And that in turn, and your kids can see that they're so freaking intuitive. Kids are so intuitive. And 
I think that they can feel that something has been shut off in you. And I know my kids can. Because I know when I'm not numbing myself, they're coming to me more. And when I'm numbing myself, they're coming to me less. And so I'm closing off a door to them. And it really does fulfill me to know that my kids want to come to me. So that's definitely something I have to work with too. But let me know. Be sure to go to Mother Tougher Podcast on Instagram and jump into my DMs about even if your anxiety journey, some awesome coping skills would be great. I would love to be able to share some coping skills because this will definitely not be the last time we touch on anxiety. I would love to um, kind of discuss what other people have done and what really, really works for them. And always leave a funny story. If you've got a funny mom story, a funny parenting story, just a funny woman story, whatever, in in general, just a funny story, I would love um, to share those. I um, hope that you, if you're going through a hard time, that you have a support system around you. And if you don't, to reach out to a mental health professional. There are so many great things out there for people. Always tell people if you are ever having a really hard time, reach out to social services, reach out to the Department of Health and Human Services. They that is what they're there for and they can always put you into um the hands of someone that can help you and then your your primary care provider your regular doctor they can refer you you don't have to have a referral for mental health either so if you're scared to talk to your regular doctor don't be because you do not have to have a referral for mental health um mental health help so I hope that this helped y'all in some way. It's therapeutic for me. Um, I would love to hear your stories too. So as always, being a mom is tough. Being a parent is tough. Things can be tough. Anxiety is tough. But just remember that you're a mother tougher. 